Good morning. Welcome to WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Jane Cormier, your host here at Artful Living on WKXL. And uh, we want to remind everybody, if you've missed a segment of Artful Living or any of our other programs here on WKXL, you can catch them all at NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. So uh, don't forget, that's a great resource there, uh, our website, and especially since we're starting to make our move toward being a station of health and wellness. Um, we just want to make sure everybody knows where to find us. So Artful Living, today we have... Someone from Canterbury Shaker Village, Leslie Nolan, who is the executive director at Canterbury Shaker Village, and she's going to tell us about all things at Canterbury. So welcome. Welcome, Thank Leslie. Thank you, Jane. I'm so pleased to be here with you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We, we <laughs> love to have folks from the community come in and share all of the happenings that are going on, and certainly everybody out there must know about Canterbury Shaker Village. Uh, it's such a beautiful place here, right here in New Hampshire in Concord area. National Historic Landmark. There you go. Can't, can't, can't chase that, right? That's a wonderful thing. So um, for those folks that might not, let's say, have visited or don't perhaps know what Canterbury Shaker Village is really all about, why don't you give us a little intro? Sure. Um, well, first of all, your timing is so good to have me here and speak about the village because opening day is this Saturday, wow. May 13th. Wow, awesome. And we um, have a full array of schedule of events and programs that really for everybody, family friendly and everyone. There's so much to talk about at the village. Almost 700 acres. Amazing. Uh, 30 historic national landmark buildings that we're working very hard to restore. Canterbury Shaker Village was started in 1792. There were, in the heyday, um, which was about 1840s of the Shakers, there were probably about 16, 18 Shaker villages from Maine to Kentucky. Wow, I didn't know there were so many. Yeah, wow, and even for about five minutes, there was one in um, <laughs> Florida, and they were talking about one going out to San Francisco, but primarily it was Maine to Kentucky. Yeah, And right now there are eight, Shaker villages that are open as museums for the public. And it was really, um, the Shakers developed this um, utopian community, heaven on earth, where they work together, live together, worship together. And they were a really successful communitarian society. And they were very innovative. They were very entrepreneurial. And it's an example. They were in the forefront of gender equality, of pacifism, of conflict resolution, all of these things that are relevant today. So Mm -hmm. we're really, um, there's so much we're working on to make the village accessible to everyone. Right. Well, I think since the fact they were such a a tight-knit community, Probably a lot of those things really were important for that community to function in such a high level. Communication, for instance, or resolution. For 200 years, 1792, Mm -hmm. and the last shaker, Ethel Hudson, died in the dwelling house Mm -hmm. in 1992. Isn't that something, huh? 
Yeah, great story. I mean, there's it's a rich history for sure. For anyone that has been able to uh, visit, it's always a wonderful visit because it sort of immerses you into that history. It's also... It's a real cultural landscape, mm-hmm. and it's a breathtaking landscape. So it a, offers a place of contemplation, of renewal. Mm-hmm. Um, it truly is tranquil. We yeah. just hear that all the time from people. Yes, and that's true. It's such a beautiful place. And I'm not sure that uh, – I think maybe in this day and age we need that kind of tranquility – more than ever, because we're all way too busy. We're all way too connected. Life is just buzz, buzz, buzz all the time now. So I think that when someone does, you know, go to a place like like the Shaker Village, they're they're in for a real treat. And one thing I'll just point out too, since I arrived about three and a half years ago, just before COVID, um, <clears throat> we've made it so that we've developed developed three trails. At the village, Turning wow. Mill Pond Trail, Carding Mill Pond Trail, and Meadow Pond Trail. They're all on within our 700 acres. Wow. And they span over six miles altogether. But a lot of them highlight, you can see foundations of the old mills. Wow. But what's really great is that we've made them free and open for everyone. You do not have to be a member, although we welcome everybody. I personally think <laughs> everyone <are> <laughs> in New Hampshire should become a member. It's good. just such a great resource. But um, you don't have to be a member. You don't have to give a dime. It's as free as the air, the trails. Yeah, and they're, it's a pretty great experience to go. So have, have the trails always been there? You know, they had been there in a way but they weren't marked and clearly delineated okay. and they weren't always clear we've really made the trails Beautiful. intentional all right one of my favorite words um because the shakers were nothing if not intentional <laughs> so um the trails we actually have a free trail map if you come and um Beautiful. we are working this year on getting signage within the trails isn't that great you know what i i was we were talking before we went on the air here, and uh, I used to bring my kids at least once a year. We would you know head over there and uh, by myself and my friend. I remember one of my girlfriends and I used to to sort of hang out in the fall, um, you know, early sure. fall because it was so beautiful in that area. And I don't recall, at least I don't sitting here recall knowing about these trails. So I mean that's just amazing if you have family. You can bring them and enjoy it. And we have picnic tables out and Adirondack chairs. And on Sundays, starting July 2nd, we're opening with a concert. Sundays at 4 o'clock, our summer concert season opens. Wow. And we'll be featuring Jordan Terrell Wasaki, always popular. Okay. And that's every Sunday at 4 o'clock. That's huge. So free? That's free they to the are public. free. We do request donations. Yeah, that's always a good thing. We do. And, of course, if you want to take tours inside the buildings, mm-hmm. there is a f- small, small fee. fee. For yeah. members, it's free, but it's $25 otherwise. Wow. And it's amazing, um, Jane, how many international visitors we get. Really? Really. I was really surprised last summer, especially northern 
um, Europeans, I, and I would ask them, and it appears that we're in a lot of um, their tour their tour books. Okay, in Scandinavia and Germany and right and um, Japanese mm. in Asia too. So that's really great well, for, the state, Park, for the state. For the state, it's history. Right. And if people from other countries see the opportunity to see something like the village, Shaker Village, I can't imagine that they wouldn't, you know, welcome that opportunity. So that's that's pretty cool. It is cool. cool. Yeah. Have you noticed that the um, visitation from other countries has risen since COVID? You know, I I only started in February of 2020 here. Right. right. Um, The numbers are not what they used to be. It's really? just that's what I'm told, and when we look at our metrics, wow. but well, we have fir- to change that. I should say so. <laughs> um, you know, the first year after 2020, when we weren't open in 2021, we were very busy because I think a lot of people were traveling locally, and in, last year in 2022, I think more people started traveling further away. So we're ah. really hoping this is just a great spot, a hop, skip, and a jump from anywhere yeah. in New Hampshire. Yeah, or even New England. True. Right? Sure. I mean, right dead in the center of, of New England with Concord being so close. So if someone wants to go, there's many different ways you can enjoy it. You can enjoy Canterbury, right? Canterbury Shaker Village. You could also have a guided tour, correct? You can have a guided tour right now, starting opening weekend, this weekend, Mother's Day weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tours are offered at 11, 1, and 3. Beautiful. And then starting uh, July 1st, um, when we start our concerts, we will be offering two more tours plus an express tour. And that came about because I'm always busy and running around, and our tours tend, depending on the tour giver, sometimes they go an hour and a half. They're supposed to be about an hour, okay. but there's so much to talk about. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to try to offer a 30 minute express tour. How cool. Just for people on the go. Yeah. In addition, we are offering in July a smartphone tour. A smartphone tour. Yeah, so that people don't need the guided tour. Yes. But if they're a member, it will be, again, free. Right. And they can go on their own and very listen cool. to the audio version. That is very cool. We're going to take a little break right here. When we come back on the other side, I'd have a couple more questions about that. It's very exciting. WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Jane Cormier, your host, Art for Living. Stay with us. Welcome back to Art for Living here on WKXL, 1450 AM. 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And uh, we have a great visitor today, a great guest, Leslie Nolan, who's executive director at Canterbury Shaker Village. And in our first segment, we were sort of getting the lowdown on what Canterbury Shaker Village is all about and 
little bit of the history. When uh, we left uh, the last segment, we were talking about, well, your opening, which is coming this week, right? That's or May right. May 13th, I think you said. That's right. Saturday and Sunday, and Mother's Day weekend. Beautiful. And uh, <clears throat> July is very interesting because it seems like July 1st is kicking off a whole bunch of cool things happening. Uh, not, you know, as somebody that's been a previous opera singer and a music lover yeah. par excellence. I love music. Um, you have your concert series starting July 2nd, that's 4 right. o'clock right there. Uh, wonderful opportunity. All you have to do is bring a folding chair <laughs> and plop down mm-hmm. and you will not be sorry you yes. came. It's going on really, my calendar. Absolutely. It's really a positive experience. I think everybody out there needs to really partake of the wonderful opportunity to be part of history at Canterbury Shaker Village. And if you haven't, you should go to their website, www.shakers.org, shakers.org. And I'm sure on there you can buy tickets or memberships or whatever, correct? Sure, you can buy memberships. You can sign up for tours online at 11-1 and 3 Mm -hmm. or tours for uh, May and June. And then starting in July, we'll offer uh, tours basically at every hour. And in addition, Jane, starting in July, um, we have a building at the village called the Creamery. Yes. And years ago, people, it served as a cafe for people to have a cup of coffee. We are going to be offering scones, goods, and special shaker drinks made with some of the herbs that are grown at oh the village. Oh my, that's awesome. And it will be open for everyone. <laughs> will that be hooked. open on Sundays for yes. the concerts? Yes. Yay! Okay, so that's yes. going to be my thing. I'm going to be there on July 2nd. I'm definitely going to be there. Oh, you'll love it. Partake. And actually for this first, because it's July 4th weekend, we did this last year. We uh, got a few watermelons <laughs> And that's <laughs> free good. for everyone, just Beautiful. to go with the July 4th atmosphere. Right, right, the theme of it. Beautiful. Well, this is very exciting. Um, so not only do you offer the tours once this, the summer starts, like you said, every hour, that's just amazing that you would offer a tour that frequently throughout the day. Well, we get that busy. Wow. And as I said, we get people from all over the country. That's why New Hampshireites especially – um, I hope they take advantage of what's right here in their backyard. You know, sometimes you I, you, I used to live in New York City, right? And I did too, yeah. Yes. I loved living. I lived right downtown on, uh, what was it, 62nd Street or something like that. Sure. And um, I, when I would visit relatives out in Queens, I used to be amazed that they lived there their whole life. And never and, went to Manhattan. And never knew what was in Manhattan. I mean, knew, but they never visited any of the things that I was like, oh, my goodness, I've got to go see. I don't know. What is it that saying? They say familiarity breeds contempt. I mean, we don't tend to look at what is around us as something really valuable. It's always what's out in, you know, way far away from it. And I'll tell you what, Artful Living is is focused on that fact because we bring everything within New Hampshire or our you know community to to the attention of people that are busy and mm-hmm. you know maybe overworking mm-hmm. or whatever and show it's right here 
It's you a great service. To. Yes. Really. We I applaud you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank I mean, you. I love the fact that we can do it, right? I mean, we have to. It's true. We have to promote this stuff. This is this is a beautiful jewel in, in the crown for New Hampshire and one that is worthy for everyone to be part of. So congratulations. It's, thank you, Jane. And in the past year, um, we were very lucky to hire um, – a curator of collections, as well as a new education manager. Wow. But we hadn't had a curator at the collections for almost 20 years. And her name is Shirley Vita, and she has just been phenomenal at delving into the collections. And, you know, one of the things I've really been stressing is we don't want to just offer... I hate to call it fluff because, you know, all sorts of exercise classes and all sorts of meditation things are very important. But we wanted to put some meat on the bones as far as diving into the collections. The village has a collection of over 100,000 objects. Oh, my goodness. We're writing grants left and right to make them accessible, get them housed safely and digitized. And Shirley has just tapped the very surface. Mm -hmm. And one of her um, ideas, once a month in our e-blast, she focuses on a report called the Blinn Report. Henry Blinn was one of the most important shakers in the late 19th century. Really? And um, this Blinn Report is really... uh, a snapshot, a close-up view of objects in the collections and some of the Shaker stories. That's wonderful. And anyone can sign up for this e-blast online, Yeah, too. So this is important with regard to if somebody has perhaps gone, you know, years past. This is a whole new show, so to speak, because of all of the new, you know, now you have a curator, new education person, you have new stuff. Well, absolutely. In In fact, July, uh, June, excuse me, this weekend, this weekend, uh, Kyle Sandler is our new education manager. And, you know, when I um, hired and first met Kyle, I knew he had all this great experience in programming and education. And we want to expand our school groups and field trips and make them more experiential. Mm. But what I didn't realize was that he has this wealth of knowledge. And his specialty, his passion is shaker furniture. Oh, my. So we're opening a new exhibition that he um, has, has originated called Four Shakers, by Shakers. Beautiful. And it features <laughs> Shaker furniture made at Canterbury Shaker Village. Isn't that awesome? And used by them. Because, you know, the Shakers were so entrepreneurial, they yeah, also yeah. sold their yeah. wares all over. So And their um, furniture is so beautiful. It's so simple, but just craft the craft in it. You know, it's beautiful furniture. We had a preview exhibition last Saturday for members only. We're trying to do more members events. Mm -hmm. And we had about 65 people here, and they were mesmerized. It's a wonderful exhibition, and it's right above on the second floor 
above the village store where we have all new items for sale. Mm -hmm. And most of those are handmade. Not all, but a lot of handmade items. So exciting. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to go and see it all. It's Mm, I love it. Um, I have a question that I did want to ask you before I forget. So you had mentioned that there's like six or eight Shaker villages spread, you know, spread out still in still in business or still that's functioning. Right. Uh-huh. Are you at all connected? Do you know that's one of the first questions I asked when I started here at the village? And believe it or not, we are most connected with the villages in Kentucky. There's two in Kentucky. And in fact, I'll be going down there at the end of the month. Um, We're talking to them quite a bit. Uh, Not as much with the other ones. Not for lack of trying. We're just just not. I actually think, um, and I've talked about this with our board of trustees, that we should have a shaker trail. Wow, yes. And we could coalesce our marketing efforts and a lot of other things but just doesn't happen (coughs) excuse me part of the problem is we're all i hate to use this excuse but we're really short on staff and we all get so busy with the day-to-day it seems sort of silly but i think that's truly what happens right we have another Shaker Village in Enfield, don't we? Yes. We do. Yes, and in fact, Shirley and Kyle both used to work there. Is that and right? Now, now they're, they're here. here. Yes. Interesting. Well, I mean, that just means there's more to love, right? Um, so for someone that hasn't been before to the, to the village, what would you say they should, what should they look for? What should they What should they do first? Yeah, yeah. What should they do first? Well, I recommend the tours. Our tour guides are fantastic. Some of them have been doing tours for 20, 30 years. But then we have some new, younger tour guides, too, who are full of energy and knowledge. And we try to make the tours not so you're just being talked at yeah. so that they're more experiential <laughs> sure. and where you know you get a sense of all all your senses really with taste smell uh-huh. we're going to try to um offer some food at some point so again great. that's later in the season yeah that's great that's really wonderful that uh, there's so much going on and you're looking forward too which is awesome. Uh, we're going to take a little break here in Art for Living. Jane Comier, your host. WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. We will be right back. Welcome back. Art for Living here. Jane Comier, your host. Here on WKXL, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And we're here talking today with Leslie Nolan, Executive Director of Canterbury Shaker Village, and all of the exciting news that's coming out from our our chat today has made me really excited. I will definitely be coming the the weekend of July 1st, July 2nd, um, maybe both days, because it's right around the corner, right? Right here in our community. Um, and it looks like that's going to be my date to come out and check everything out. Cool. You know what? I want to specifically ask you. You have some really cool. I'm on the website, by the <coughs> way, folks. If you want to get to see what's happening, it's www.shakers.org. And everything's on here. It's a great site, very specific. 
Uh, you're not going to be wondering where the information is. I love that about websites. Uh, upcoming events has really different kinds of things going on. And we have May 13th is your opening day. Mm-hmm. The next one is June 10th, which seems to be pretty important. It's Simply Shaker annual online auction. Right. This Simply Shaker is our biggest and most important fundraiser of the year. All right. It really, um, we're a nonprofit, the village. We are out there all the time writing grants and trying to restore these wonderful National Historic Landmark buildings. And Simply Shaker is a very festive, fun event. It kicks off June 10th with a silent auction where we'll have almost 70 items um, available for anyone to bid on. Anyone. Beautiful. Uh, Then it culminates June 21st, Wednesday, June 21st, in a dinner with a talk, and um, we'll have up the road, we have a wonderful um, bourbon distillery, cold garden distillery, and we will feature rhubarb bourbon drinks for everyone. (laughs) And Simply Shaker, we welcome you kindly, anyone is invited because it is a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. It is a hundred dollars per person. Sure. And in today's day and age, that's not too much to ask, especially that event alone on the twenty-first. Um, beautiful visage as we're looking at the overlooking Turning Mill Pond. So it's a beautiful setting. Cocktails, appetizers. There's the Jared Steer Trio, and you have a buffet. You have your program, the speakers. It's very fun. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful. Absolutely. And you, I'll give you a little hint. You might hear the Paul Revere bell. Oh, really? During it. Cool. You just might. Very cool. (laughs) And the online auction, if you haven't done an online auction before, you can go right on their site, and it gives you complete instructions on how to do it painlessly. So, again, this is their big fundraiser. And uh, we should support all things New Hampshire, for sure. So Canterbury Shaker Village, um, that is going to be June 10th through June 20th. That's a big deal. So don't forget them, folks. I'm going to do my best. Um, All right, July 22nd, which is really cool. I don't know what this is, but it sounds really cool. It says Stonewall Workshop. So... This tells us that Master Stone Artisans, or Kevin Fife, I guess is his name, mm-hmm. um, is going to do a hands-on workshop about the aesthetics of, of stone I'm so glad building. you're highlighting our stone building workshop. Very it cool. is one of our most popular workshops. In fact, last summer we offered it twice, and we had people visiting from Oregon and Pennsylvania. Oh, my goodness. Not just, yeah, just for this. <laughs> that's, that's and I'm great. not kidding. Kevin Fife is a miracle worker. Mm. He, the way he constructs and these stone walls, yeah. everybody loves it. We serve lunch. It's a two-day workshop. It is a real, you get a real sense of community, mm-hmm. and you go away. A lot of people come, and they said, they have stone walls on their property that are falling, and they yeah. want to be able to, you know. I, I think it's so, it's so enlightening 
to us in our busy day-to-day that a stone wall could could awaken our awareness, right, of connection. And I say that because whenever I love old old houses, mm-hmm. I love New England, old-time New England, you know, villages, towns. I love what it is to be New England, right? And I know that when I see a beautiful old stone wall, and it doesn't even have to be connected to a house. Isn't that odd? You could just see a beautiful stone wall in, in a green area. Something something happens. It's you true. Go, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. But you know, when you stop to think about it, it's a stone wall. But the Shaker stone walls were really special. They were. They were built a little differently. Many of them, I don't know enough about it. Kevin Fife should be here, but they were sort of double tiered. And the stone, they're just straight as an arrow. And Very, again, giving you that sense of serenity. A lot of people just come looking amazed at our stone walls. Right? It's all about the aesthetics. And for, for, I'm sure, the Shakers, everything had to work and work with a a modicum of, you know, movement, I would think. That's right. It's very. That's right. But the other great benefit to taking this workshop is while you're learning this wonderful craft of stone building, you are also restoring yeah. the shaker uh, walls. Absolutely. Some of ours, they need constant maintenance, and it's a way for us and Kevin to repair these small Isn't areas. Isn't that great? Yeah. That's very, within itself, very shaker-oriented, you know, right? True. That uh, the class can, can actually fulfill that need, you know? Um, you also have stuff I see on your site uh, that I did not know about where you have like Tai Chi at the village, which happens uh, specifically, I'm looking like five to six. So yeah, every Monday. Every Monday. Well, that came about because the Canterbury community, it, um, it developed really from them. So that almost everybody who takes that is from the very local community. And we're trying to do more and more things with Canterbury uh, yeah. residents. Sure. So that's just one example, the Tai Chi. It's very popular. I bet. I mean, it must be a beautiful place to, um, it is. to practice your they Tai go, Chi. <laughs> it's outdoors in the summer, and of course we have an indoor spot. Um, it's an indoor spot. Yeah, there you that's go. right. So if I'm on the site here and I'm sort of going all around seeing the wonderful things, I mean, such beautiful things that, that they show in the shop, um, Shop, Eat, and Stay, which says that you stop by the village store and discover distinctive artisan quality goods made with shaker-inspired workmanship. So um, the store itself seems to be a visiting, a destination spot. Do you know... Jane, almost everyone who takes a tour, or not even takes a tour, comes to the village, goes in the store. You can buy a drink, sit on the picnic table. We also sell some muffins and things and have a little snack there. We'll have more, as I said, in July when the creamery opens. Sure. But everybody who comes buys something. They want some representative example of their really positive experience here. So the store is doing very well. That's awesome. And we're changing inventory all the time. That's great. But a lot of shaker uh, reproduction materials. Yes. And there's just a few pictures that are on your site. Just beautiful. The detail and the simplicity of the shaker 
culture is just, you know, you can't really beat that, you know. Just beautifully done. And you have an online store, I see. We do. That just started at the end of last year, and we're going to be working on that and beefing that up even more. But right. that's a start for sure. Yes. That's always a good thing as we become more technologically you know, crazy, right? Well, you know, our biggest sellers in the store, believe it or not, are brooms, boxes, and books. All the bees. (laughs) It is. And we just had a big order of boxes from someone in Texas who wanted them. Yeah. Beautiful. And the boxes are really popular as wedding gifts. Yes, I bet. So those are one of our biggest sellers, our books. I've been to every other Shaker Village, um, the other seven, in through from Maine to um, Kentucky now. Mm-hmm. And our bookstore, we have out-of-print Shaker books as uh-huh. well as the contemporary ones. We have, I can say this, we have the largest collection of Shaker books. I'm sure that's true. We're going to take a quick break here. Art for Living, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Art for Living. Jane Comier, your host here on WKXL Art for Living, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And if you are just joining us, our guest is Leslie Nolan, Executive Director at the Canterbury Shaker Village, and she has been telling us all of these new wonderful things that are happening at the village Uh, if you haven't been in in the recent past or even if you have you have to come they have so many great things uh that you can experience in in so many ways uh the village just wonderful and it's shakers.org if you need to visit their site so uh quickly we if you weren't you know if you weren't listening in the last segment we were talking about your bookstore Sure. And you were saying that you offer more there than any any store in any of the villages. Well, we're very lucky to have a volunteer who specializes in out-of-print books. Oh, my goodness. And he <laughs> has really dived in and found some first editions, and wow. we have a wonderful array of shaker books and one of the things i'm trying to get our tour guides to do because people don't want to stop on the tours they're so exciting and then they usually um wind up back in the bookstore and um (laughs) and i you know how so many bookstores have staff favorites so i won't we want to do tour guide favorites with little handwritten notes so we plan on doing that but we we have probably close to 100 titles. Isn't that something? Yeah. That's fabulous. There's, there's lots written on the Shakers. You know, this is a not a, uh, from what you're telling me and for what you're telling our listeners, this is easily a two-day to really take in everything that you're talking about. I could it could see, be. Yeah. E- very easily. easily yeah. yeah. That's I'm glad I live close. <laughs> yes. We also, one other thing your visitors might be interested in is we received a grant last year from New Hampshire Humanities to do an introductory film on the Canterbury Shakers. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be beautiful? And we that was wound up and finished last summer. So that's a brand new um, sort of introduction for everyone who some people 
visit, who have a um, a lot of experience and understand and have read up on the shakers and other people's just don't know right. the first thing. Yeah. So this is a short eight-minute film. Beautiful. And um, so far, it's been really well-received. Oh and God. that's free and open to Isn't everyone as great? well. All right. So uh, take, we'll, we'll take our little tour. We'll watch our film. We'll go to the bookstore. And then we have dining and cultural options. So um, they have many options near the village. But the one that I'm interested in asking you about, you, you had said that in June, the creamery opens. July 1st. Oh, right. July. July 1st. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, excuse me. July no, 1st. Don't, don't be excused. You're fine. So <laughs> July 1st. Um, what if you if anybody has not if somebody has not been to the creamery, is it a restaurant? Is it a what is it? I'd call it a cafe style. We're going to put the tables sort of farm style so people can sit as the shakers would have communally. Oh, great, great. Um, sort of long tables. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not sure exactly of the menu yet. We have a young couple who's going to be starting that venture but it's something we've been wanting to do Mm -hmm. and with covid we just had to put it on pause so we're very very excited about opening that up on the first of july yeah that's probably going to be really really well attended i bet this week that weekend Yeah, because i'll tell you jane often people might take a tour at 11 and then they want to take another one because some of our tours, they're not all the same. Yeah. There's some tours on innovation, some on wellness and health. One, oh. our most popular tour is Shaker's Stories. Right. And in fact, some people take three different tours a day, but they need nourishment. Of course. So they run off to the Eggshell Restaurant, okay. which is wonderful, three, di- uh, three miles down the road. But often people don't come back once they get out there. So this, um, having the creamery here, will make it an all-day destination. (laughs) Absolutely. That's wonderful. And and you know what? That allows you to have more. When you know that there's a place that right there you can have a bite, especially if you have kids, um, it makes the whole day sort of a little bit less stressed. You know, you could go a little bit carefully and quietly along your day if you know that you know if you get exactly go have something quick awesome that's beautiful all right so um tell me what is if you had to name the most important thing to remember about the shaker village or the shaker culture or um, shakers in general, what would it be for you? Boy, that's such an interesting question right now. We just had a board retreat last week on that very question. Really? And a lot of people have many different ideas, yes. right? The, as I said, the equality and they were and communal living and working together and the entrepreneurship. But um, I, they were first and foremost a religious community. Mm-hmm. They, a lot of people after the tours, you know, I often say they were celibate, the Shakers, right? And they were celibate, from my understanding, so that they would have, be able to put their worship first. Mm -hmm. If they had children and a spouse, they felt that would always come first. Sure. So everything really started at the very top mm-hmm. with their belief, their religion. Yeah. And um, 
they were open-minded. They accepted what I love when I read over and over again. They accepted everyone who mm-hmm. wanted to come and live with them. Yeah. They were there with open arms. Yeah. And you can't be judgmental when you do that. So Absolutely they, not. You know, it's so very hard to generalize, but I don't think they were judgmental if they were opening up their a, a bed to people and food. And living with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And in fact, there's some people year after year, they were called the winter shakers. It was harder to find work and a place to live in the winter. So these people would come really? and join and then they'd leave in the spring when they were work and they'd come back. And they knew they would never join, that they were the winter shakers, but they still oh, I didn't ex- know that. accepted and welcomed them. That is so, so cool. It's a real testament to our culture today being welcoming and open and non-judgmental, right? Absolutely. You know, I wonder if they ever discussed, you know, the fact that they were celibate, right? If they, as a group, discussed how they would continue to thrive in the future. Well, I hear that. If I've heard that once, I've heard it a hundred times. Everybody says, well, of course they didn't um, continue. They were celibate, right? But Everybody. Did they, did you think that they talked about that? Or do you think that that was something they discussed or thought about? Or did they just think God would provide what they needed? I think the latter, actually. Okay. And I think, you know, one of what they did was before there was birth control, mm-hmm. before there were orphanages, they adopted all of the parents. They had a reputation for educating yes. and raising young kids. They loved children. Yes. And, in fact, they built one of the top schools in New Hampshire mm-hmm. was right here at Canterbury Shaker Village. Right. And I'm told uh, fathers, mothers couldn't raise their children for whatever reason in the 19th century, and they would drop them yes. off with the Shakers. Yes. And there were so many, some of them stayed and became shakers, but most didn't. They would hit 19 and go off on their own. But they would reflect back what a wonderful um, experience that was growing up with the shakers. Many of them did. Yeah, Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, it really, I can see how as if, if you were in that community and you served, you were serving God, you were serving a higher you know, plain than here, that the thought of something will materialize to help you, you know, to keep this going must Mm -hmm. have been, you know, faith related in that regard. I think it was. But, you know, with the Industrial Revolution, Mm -hmm. the peak of um, the Shakers for all the communities was really the 1840s, 1850s. Then after the Civil War and Industrial Revolution, orphanages developed and there were more yeah. social means. Yeah. Um, I see what you Safety saying. nets, really. Yes. So um, it got harder and harder. And the last male Shaker at Canterbury Shaker Village Irving Greenwood died in 1939. So from 1939 till 1992, it was all women. Wowie-sowie, huh? 
That's but such it's an so amazing great. story. Yeah, and so many of our wonderful neighbors at Canterbury were doctors to the Shakers, yeah. the women, and were friends with them and really got to know them. What a wonderful story. And so I hear all sorts of personal stories. The Shakers were one of the first to have a TV in Canterbury. Really? So, so many of the kids who are, of course, adults now fondly remember going over there and watching Mickey Mouse and all, oh having my a, goodness growing up with a TV in childhood <laughs> in the 60s awesome? <laughs> yeah well, one wouldn't think that this has been wonderful Leslie thank you so much for coming in today and sharing with myself and our listeners all that's available at Canterbury Shaker Village um, wonderful place and it's opening this weekend May 13th and you really want to take time visit their website shakers.org Thanks, Leslie, for coming and visiting with us. Thanks so much, Jane. I enjoyed it. Have a great day. Thank you. You're welcome. And we're signing off. WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, New Hampshire Talk Radio. Jane Cormier here. Have a great day.